I'm Travis Albritton, and I love God and His Church. I spent the last 10 years launching and building ministries in cities all over the Southeast United States. So you could say, I have both a passion and a knack for it. And because ministry is so important to me, it really bothers me to see so many churches out there that are struggling, that can't seem to generate any positive momentum, and to see so many Christians with untapped potential sitting on the sidelines when they want nothing more than to be called to serve on the front lines of their ministries. This was a problem worth solving. To be successful, I would need to challenge some of the basic assumptions I had always accepted to be set in stone. I would have to ask myself questions like, what if there's a different way to do full-time ministry? What if there is another way of doing ministry that can help more people unlock their spiritual potential? If there is, would I be willing to change? Would I be willing to do things differently? Then I asked myself a very dangerous question, one that would most certainly get me in a lot of trouble. What if I leveraged the power and reach of the internet to build an online ministry around my unique blend of gifts, talents, and abilities? And what if I leave the security of my 9-to-5 job so that I can do that full-time? A dangerous question indeed. Now, you may think that because you're listening to this podcast, I must have already come out on the other side victorious. Quite the opposite. I'm still very much in the middle of trying to figure things out, and I have absolutely no idea what kind of ending God has in mind. You are listening to Ministry Startup. In this first episode of Season 1, I want to start at the beginning. I want to answer the question of, why I decided to pursue this in the first place. Why change now? Why do anything different? Well, like most people that decide to make a major change in their life, it started with pain. Not the kind of pain that you feel when you stub your toe or when you bite your lip. The kind of pain that aches in your bones, that keeps you up at night that seems to have no end in sight. It was an experience that was starting to become all too familiar, and it was happening 15 years ahead of schedule. It's 4.52 in the morning. Um, I literally want to be doing anything else but going to this job. I just feel empty. I just feel like I'm I'm wasting my life. There's so much more I could be doing if I just knew what it was. And it's frustrating. It's frustrating feeling like I can't escape, like, like I'm trapped, because I just don't know how 
to get out of this. I just don't know what to do. If only I knew what to do. Yeah, not one of my best days. This was me not too long ago, and this was becoming more of a thing. And it wasn't just my job. This feeling was starting to creep into other areas of my life as well. The things that I used to really enjoy were starting to lose their luster, and every day felt like another wasted opportunity. I was having a midlife crisis at the ripe old age of 26. And what made it even worse was the guilt. I knew there was no logical reason for why I was feeling the way that I was. If you looked at my life from the outside, everything looked like it should be going great. All I had to do was look around and see all the ways that God had blessed my life. That should fix it, right? I had nothing to complain about. Yet here I was, still feeling miserable and lost. This wasn't something I had prepared for or even anticipated. I planned my life down to the last minute detail, got the right degree, landed the right job, and it still wasn't enough. If you've ever finished a puzzle, you know the most satisfying moment is when you put the final piece into place. You also know how completely demoralizing it is to put in all that work to finish the puzzle only to realize at the end that the final piece was missing. I was starting to feel like an incomplete puzzle, waiting for the missing puzzle piece. I tried to stuff these feelings for a while, hoping that if I ignored them, they might just go away. But as you've probably guessed, that just made things worse. When I couldn't take it anymore, I approached my good friend Paul Trimble and told him the truth about what was really going on inside of me. I followed up with him recently and asked him what he remembers from that conversation. Testing, testing. All right, awesome. So, so when we got together, when I said, hey, Paul, I need to talk to you, do you, do you remember that conversation? I do remember that. Yeah. 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 So what do, you, what do you remember about that conversation? What do I remember? Um, it felt like you were at a low point emotionally, um, fatigued, drained, and, um, yeah, just, I, I would say at wit's end, maybe, with feeling like you had pushed and pushed and, and worked really hard, uh, and several fronts, ministry-wise, poured yourself out, set goals, gone after those goals, seen a lot of results, but maybe not as, not matching to your expectation level, which was quite high. And so there was disappointment with that. <laughs> a little high. <laughs> a little high, yeah. Maybe a little unrealistically high. Yeah. Um, so disappointment with that and just frustration. And, and maybe maybe a little sense that you, 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 maybe you yourself sensed that your expectations were too high, but you didn't know what to do about that. That's just kind of what came naturally to you. So yeah. what are you supposed to do? Um, so that's what I remember. You, you were, uh, what I felt was you were, emotionally drained and energy drained. I don't know if that's a term, but, but yeah. I felt like I've been there before and that's what I felt like I saw yeah. that day. Yeah, at that point I, I felt aimless, like I had no clear direction. 
mm-hmm. and you know, I was I felt like I was spinning my wheels that I could chart out the next thirty years of my life in my career, and I hated what I saw. I was like, I do not want to do this, but I don't. I feel trapped because my whole life has led up to this point to get me to here. Yeah, and I'm realizing that it's not what I want. I remember at one point saying, um, I feel like I'm wasting my life. Mm. That that was like, that was like a something I thought about every single day. It's like I'm wasting my life, and just the the guilt of that. Yeah, like you were tortured by that thought. Yeah. But then I also didn't, like, being a logical person, didn't see a, a reason to feel that way. Mm-hmm. You know, like, from the outside, it looks, like, totally... Your life looks pretty good. Yeah. yeah. And even, you know, from a cr- solid Christian perspective. Yes. Pretty, you know, devoted dude, serving in lots of ways. Mm-hmm. Like, sure, he's doing great. And then internally just feeling, like, completely disconnected. Yeah. And, like, I had no idea where I was going or what I was doing. And then the thought that I could spend my life doing something that was not what I wanted to do, but even more so just, like, not what God wants me to do or not what God created me for. Just kind of like this train of thought of, like, you know, am I not taking advantage of certain opportunities by being safe, by Mm -hmm. taking the safe road, by not pushing full into some kind of ministry capacity and mm-hmm. just like sticking with my salary job because it's easy it's conservative I want to take risks I want to live an adventurous life and I feel like I'm settling into something that's subpar yeah so like you had some fear of falling short of your full potential I don't mean to sound like a cliche but yes. something short of your what you could fully do um, yep. to to serve God yeah and and the fear that I would get to the end of my life and look back and have regret mm-hmm. scared me. Probably more than, than I ever thought that it could. After my conversation with Paul, I really started to make some progress. I decided that enough was enough. I didn't want to stay in this place. I was tired of feeling defeated. I was tired of feeling stuck. And so I just started doing everything and anything that I could to learn. And it was frustrating at first. It felt like I might not even find the answer. But then, some things started to click into place. Why am I here? That is the question that keeps me up more often than not. I knew why I was here with everyone else, why people are here, why human beings are here, but I still really wrestled with, you know, why, why am I here? And, you know, why am I the way that I am? Why am I outgoing? So I kept talking for a little while, just sorting through all the things that I had learned about myself, all the things I was discovering. And then I said something pretty profound, actually, something that would be a much bigger deal than I thought at the time. So, you know, what I really found to be fulfilling for me is that I love helping people reach their full potential. That gives me more fulfillment than anything else. And then when I figured out that my spiritual gift is teaching, how can I channel my desire to help people reach their full potential with my talent and gift in teaching? How can I 
really live a life that reflects the things that are truly important to me. When I, re- when I sit down and think about it, you know, that I can sit down and say, money's not important, but then if I make decisions based on how much money I'm making, then money is important. So really just doing a, a serious audit of my life, and I've gotten to the point now where I feel really resolved. I want to wake up every single day knowing that I am doing exactly what I was made to do. And that I am fulfilling my potential on this earth so that when I get to heaven, I will have left nothing on the table. I would have left it all on the field, put in everything that I had, then everything that I could do to leave an impact, to help people, to love people, and to walk with God every single step of the way. discovered what I felt called to do, what I would be excited about waking up to every day. I wanted to go back into ministry. There were only two problems with this discovery, two small problems. (laughs) Number one, my wife Andrea and I had decided that we wanted to settle in Jacksonville. We moved around a lot early on in our marriage And we wanted the opportunity to cultivate some deep relationships and really invest in one place. Now, typically, when you want to be hired as a minister, you go to where they need you, wherever that may be. The other option would be to hang tight and wait it out until something opens up where you are that would be a good fit. So that second problem I mentioned earlier, the church that I would work for, my home church in Jacksonville, they weren't hiring anyone nor were they planning on hiring anyone in the near future. It seemed I was stuck back at square one. But just when I thought that I wouldn't be able to act on this burning desire I was feeling, God threw a curveball. It started with a normal midweek church service and quickly turned into the spark that would fuel a new direction in my life. You see, at this midweek service, our evangelist at the time, Jamie Robbins, was rolling out a new initiative, something that would not only change the fabric of our church, but my future as well. I caught up with Jamie recently, and I asked him to fill in some of the details from that fateful night. So a little over a year ago, almost a year and a half ago now, you summoned the church for this special all church midweek, big announcement and rolled out this operation bold move initiative. Tell me about how that came to be. What was the process for you of kind of the seed of the idea of potentially making that shift all the way through putting it out there and saying, this is what we want to try to do. So Operation Bold Move was basically a chance for me to bring in another pastor to work alongside. But in order to do that, I was going to have to ditch my salary for us to pay him. And the genesis to that actually goes way back to when I first went into ministry. For whatever reason, I the one thing I hated about ministry was actually getting paid to be in it. And not that I didn't think it was right or that I, you know, uh, don't muzzle the ox kind of thing. I knew that. I knew scripturally. But 
my entire life in ministry, I've always thought, wouldn't it be great to support yourself in ministry? So anyways, that idea was with me for uh, two decades. And I was always trying to find different ways to support myself in ministry. One time I started a a t-shirt company on the side and I thought, you know, this will bring in extra money and it not failed. And and I thought I'm going to become a cartoonist for the newspaper. (laughs) Then I just have to draw one cartoon a day and I could do that and then go do ministry. And of course I tried that and I got rejected by all the syndicates and, um, And then it was one day I came across this whole world of public speaking, and I noticed that there were people doing this, speaking in corporations, and they were getting paid more than I was getting. They were getting paid more in one speech than I was in a whole month. I had a desire to do that for many years. I had had started a business on the side, speaking in the corporate world. Uh, But still, I was in ministry because I loved it. I loved leading churches and things like that. And I also felt like we needed something else to kind of go to the next level in our church growth. We needed some more staff, but we just didn't have the money to basically as I, I feel like God really connected me with uh, another preacher named Jonathan Perkins. And we hit it off. We thought very much alike. And we began talking about him coming to Jacksonville to partner with me and the leadership And the more we talked about that, the more excited we got. But then we were also realizing the reality was we didn't have the money to pay for him. And so it kind of was like two worlds coming together. We had this guy I wanted to bring in, but we couldn't afford him. Then we had me who've always wanted to be self-supporting in ministry. And I just thought, you know what? Maybe this is all God's timing. And this is a time to just go out on faith and cut my salary, hire Jonathan and live happily ever after. Now, I had heard of people supporting themselves while they did ministry, and I even knew a couple of them. But until this point in my life, I had never actually considered doing it myself. But for some reason, at this moment in time, I could think of nothing better to pursue. I was determined to not only build a financially stable ministry that could support me and my family, But I wanted to blaze a new trail for others to follow, a way for more Christians to use their gifts in the full-time ministry without needing to draw salary from their local congregation. But what would my ministry look like? Who would I help? And how would I help them? That's coming up on the next episode of Ministry Startup. On the next episode of Ministry Startup, I identify the foundation of what will eventually become my online ministry. What's the solution to help them get to find their gifts, passions, and purpose? Yeah. It kind of comes down to, first, you have to embrace who you are. Not just like accept intellectually, like, this is who I am, but really embrace that in every aspect. And then discovering avenues to channel that into serving other people, into serving God. That's coming up on the next episode of Ministry Startup. I believe that the church's best days are yet to come, and I believe that it's ordinary Christians doing extraordinary things that will get us there. If you believe that too, help me spread the message by taking 30 seconds to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review in the iTunes store. You can find out more about Ministry Startup by going to the website, ministrystartup.com. The theme song for this podcast was written and performed by Flow Up. You can find more of his music through his Facebook page, 
Flow Up 623. Other music from this episode was written and performed by Michael Parallax. You can find his music on SoundCloud. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you soon on the next episode of Ministry Startup.